hello everybody and welcome to the first episode of our brand new podcast what are we calling this thing off the trail off the trail okay do you do you remember why we came up with that name um okay actually i don't think we discussed it exactly <laughs> <laughs> but i think you and i we have the the marriage wavelengths and somewhere in both of our brains we were thinking that our life has turned out to be rather abnormal and um that you as a content creator um, ha also live an abnormal life with the, the children and the family and the being overseas and everything. And so we're a bit off the trail, okay. um, but that there's like even maybe some guidance, some wisdom in being off the trail rather than on the trail. Am I anywhere and close to what no, you that, were thinking? That, that sounds like a more succinct definition than what I was going to come out with. Okay, well, I still want to hear what you were going to say. I mean, we're not normal. And therefore, <laughs> we're, we're off the beaten path and therefore we're off the trail. And I, I want the podcast. Okay, so let's, before we, before we even get into that, for everybody who's listening right now, this is my wife, Sydney, Hello. who you're joining with. Because most of you who are listening to this have found it because I have pointed you to it. Therefore, you know Brett already. And now this is my wife, Sydney. Brett and Sydney together as a married couple. We're off the beaten trail. We're off the trail, as the podcast name is, but also like, it's not just that we have wisdom to offer, but there's just challenges and like boundaries and bridges and things that you have to overcome when you're a content creator, when you're on social media, even just as like parents in this day and age or as a married couple in this day and age. And how do we navigate the challenges that come up from living the life that we do, but also a life that is kind of similar to a lot of people out there. Yeah, I think like, you know, like when I think about your, um, your audience and the things that you do for your channel, um, I don't think that most people probably fall into the married with three kids demographic that we have. By, by 30. <laughs> I mean, we could potentially have four kids by the time I'm 30. That's very ambitious of you to say. I'm not, I'm not, that was not a recommendation. That was just an observation of time. Yes. You, we, you're, there, there are over nine months correct. in between where, how old I am now and my 30th birthday. You, you, you are, however, ah, no, you could still have another kid before so you hit 30. wrong. Anyways, I'm going to let that one go. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I'm just thinking that, like, um, I, I enjoy the, uh, the breadth of our the life. Bread. No, no, no. You enjoy the bread of your life. No. Thank you. <laughs> no. Yes, but no. B-R-E-A-D-T-H. I don't know how to let... Breadth. Breadth. The, the T-H and the D in the same, like... I don't, like, I'm trying to enunciate it because people are listening. Yeah. But... It's it, just not... <laughs> width? Yes. Expansiveness? The, the broadness. Okay. There we go. There you go. The broadness <laughs> of our lives because um, we're still young. Um, and therefore we can do a lot of young people things. However, sometimes we don't get to do those young people things because there's three children waiting on us at home. But a lot of that comes mm -hmm. as the result of us choosing yeah. not to do those young people things. Sure, sure, sure. That's that too. Um, but like even, even really kosher young people things like let's go out to a movie tonight. We can't do that. Right. We have to. We have to go to a what's a drive-in movie theater where we can let our baby scream in the car. Yes, that 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 makes for the most enjoyable movie-going experience. Yeah. Or that one time we got to see Black Panther, and he was literally the best baby the he entire time. He was so the best baby, but he's outgrown that phase. So, anyways, my point is that like the parenting thing, the young people thing, the professional thing, the hobby thing, um, like the the. Um, we've been there as far as being educated young people. However, neither of us is putting that education um, specifically. When you say education, you mean we've gotten yeah, degrees from a university. reputable university. Yes, yes, all of that. Like, there's been a lot of different um, facets to life for us. And um, I enjoy being able to connect with a lot of people because of that. And um, therefore, I think we have like gained a little bit of wisdom and where we are right now is another new season and we're uh, like we're in some case in some cases like floundering through it and in other ways we're doing very well through it but like um it's still part of the journey at the moment yeah yeah 
Well, some of you might be asking, like, why a podcast specifically? And this is partially birthed out of, like, my desire to make more content, but also make more content in a new format. And then also share a side of my life that just will never come through in our tech videos on UFD Tech yeah. or over typically on the Twitch channel with, with the, the gaming that I do. Because like I go a lot deeper and breadthier um, <laughs> in my life just because of the circumstances that we're in. And there's no avenue for me to share that, but I've always wanted to find that. And yeah. like doing a podcast with my wife makes the most sense because I've been mulling around doing a podcast for the past two, three months. And then finally today, I actually had the revelation. I was just like, wait, wait, I could talk to my wife and we could record it. And that would be amazing. So that that's where it's coming out of, uh, is just my desire to share my side of things more. And not because I feel like I have any sort of extra wisdom, but I do think that I've gone through a lot of experiences that content creators are trying to navigate themselves. But like I started my content creation after I was married and after I had already had two kids. So it's not like, and I'm still young. Like I'm not the, the 45 year old dad who's trying to grow a YouTube channel or a Twitch audience or anything like that. Not that there's anything wrong with that. No, it's just, there's, I'm a different it's not, person. It's not you. Yeah, yes. I understand. But I think it's also like, you know, you're a content creator. Um, that is, okay, at this season you wear many hats as far as like professional jobs and whatever. But um, like being a content creator isn't, uh, like it's not like the only job that somebody could have in which it would be a challenge for their personal lives. Like I don't know if I can even think of a job where like it doesn't impact your family life somehow right um and like learning to navigate both of those um sectors of your life very well simultaneously means that each of them is able to uh build the other one up right um and you're able to do your best in both yes and it like i've noticed that there's this false narrative of you have to put yourself completely into the content that you're making, the YouTube videos you're producing, the Twitch streams that you're doing, the Facebook stuff. The, and like, When people are content creators, mm -hmm. they tend to always give the advice of like, this is your focus. And I think that's, it's a harmful like narrative. It's a harmful mindset. But then like, also it's, it's not true. You can be successful and still cultivate a family life. And I, I think we're, we figured that out to some extent and we're still navigating that a lot of the times because one of the weird things about being a YouTuber is that your job never stays the same and your job yeah. has so many different layers. Like I manage employees as a YouTuber. Like that's not, that's not what YouTubing is, but that's part of how we've built what we're doing on UFD tech. Um, and then like there, it ties into what we're doing with our church work. It ties into how like we raise our kids and like Everything I have thing impacts everything. Yeah. Else. And I have a lot more perspective on like the things that I'm okay with exposing our kids to because like, I like, I do this on a daily basis. It's the thing I'm involved in. Whereas you're not yeah. whatsoever. Like you live a completely separate life from my tech channel. Yeah. Like you're yeah. not at all interested in any of the content we make. You're interested in me and you're interested in the people side of it. Mm. But like as far as watching our videos to actually no, watch them. I never do that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, like maybe you can actually tell me a little bit more about the, the culture regarding being a content creator and putting everything into it. Because like for me, like I think the only other person I've ever really watched on YouTube is like Casey Neistat's channel. And to me, I'm like, oh, he's kind of a family guy. Like he's got a kid and a wife and everything. So I'm thinking like, oh, you can do both, but is that's obviously not the pervasive culture. Well, I mean, if, if you even just look at a lot of similar tech people in the genre that we're Which doing. Which I never have. Right. <laughs> a lot of them are either single or yeah. just married. Okay. With no kids. Yeah. Like Linus is a huge exception, but like yeah. we were married before Linus was married. Oh. We had our first kid before Linus had his first kid. Okay. So we, we have more experience him, than him in this area. Anyways, that's a... Uh, Wait, doesn't he also have three kids? Yeah, he had, he had three kids. 
before we had three kids, though. They uh, they got to the third one quicker. Oh, we needed a break between number two and number <laughs> <Yeah>. three. <laughs> but it okay. Like tech tech YouTubers aside, there's this like there's this teaching that you see a lot. It, like Gary Vaynerchuk and the things that like he he okay. expresses. Yes, I, I have seen a few of his videos, and I know you've told me a lot about what you've learned from him. Which okay, to be fair, this is not what he's promoting, but it is what people take out of it, which okay. is you grind. It's the okay. hashtag hustle. It's the, you put yourself eff, like tirelessly into this yeah. at the sacrifice of other things in order to win at it. Okay. And that is true to some extent, but it's also very detrimental and harmful in other ways. And that's one of the things that uh, it's, I brought up Gary Vaynerchuk. So let me just complete that one. But like, he tries to temper that by saying like, I, I, the entire month of August, he goes on vacation. Yeah. Like he, he goes to the extremes of how he does his life. It's like, mm -hmm. he doesn't spend a whole lot of time with his like children during the week, but when he's with them, he's actually with them. Like yeah. the phone's off, he's completely gone. Yeah. Um, and I don't think most people live in those extremes. Yeah. As, as humans, like there, there are very few people who can like completely isolate each side of their lives from one another and just say, I'm not engaging with this right now. Yeah. Like how many, how many times have you seen on Facebook that like your, your, your mom friends are just like, I'm going on a Facebook break. I need it for my spiritual health. Yeah. Every, probably every two or three days. <laughs> there's a, there's another one because yeah. like it pervades their lives and they then think that the extreme is how you cope with that like cutting it out completely because they haven't learned the moderation or the integration that makes it healthy. Yeah, maybe. I'm, I'm stereotyping, yeah, so no, that makes it yeah, difficult. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, like that one, like I think my, my mom friends, obviously Facebook is a different tool for them than it is for, for somebody who's maybe more technologically inclined and always working on things. Well, I, I sort of, I'm, I'm not coming at it from the perspective of like being a tech person, like, but just like being a content creator, like making videos or streaming, like can be an escape for people. It's, yeah. it's not just a job. The reason they chose that job is because they get something out of it. It's addictive almost Yeah. to the, to the same extent that like passively perusing Facebook is. Okay. Gotcha. Which, I mean, that's the same story why I even started the channel in the first place. I don't know if you remember this, but it was like, I'm watching so much. I'm consuming so much. I yeah. either need to produce or mm. quit. But it like the idea was that it was oh, children are calling. So give me one second. Hello child. Hello? Uh, this is dad. Yes, she is. We're we're in the middle of something. Do you need it? Yes. Do you need something? Okay, she she will be back. Okay, okay. You don't need to call again unless it's an emergency. All right, bye. I love you. So like that, that right there, <laughs> that is a perfect interruption. That our lives are, I want to say plagued, but that's the wrong that's the wrong connotation. It's the wrong idea. <laughs> yeah, like our our lives are fettered with like interruptions by children. Yeah. And. I could I could pretend like he wasn't calling, but then I would have to deal with that later. Like yeah. I can isolate our kids from our lives, and I can isolate you from my content creation. Mm -hmm. But then like there there has to be an accountability at some point, and finding the way to do that cohesively and like correctly is I, I think something that we we really want to bring in audio discussion on yeah. the podcast. Yeah. Well, it's not just with the content creation, but like because we're doing um, work with the church here and because we've brought our children overseas and all of that kind of stuff, like there's so much that we can, we really want our kids to be part of what we're doing and not to feel like um, we've just drugged them along on this adventure that they have no part in. Sure. Um, and I think that's the, the ultimate goal is to have them be active participants in whatever they're willing to be active participants in. Um, in our lives. Yes, yes, but you also you also personally have some like hesitancy about like <laughs> our children getting into the things that I'm into. Yeah. Okay, that's true. 
So, okay, this is just the first podcast. We're going to open that can of worms. I mean, we, wanna, we might as well. I, might as well. Okay. The whole point is people are going to get to know us. So yeah. let's just start with the juicy bits first. Okay. I, uh, yeah. I have some uh, inhibitions. Is that the right word? Oh, yeah. Re regarding yeah. the use of technology and young children whose brains are not fully developed yet. <laughs> um, and like, it, it doesn't at all have to do like with any way that like you've misused technology or anything like that. I mean, sometimes. Uh, yeah. Okay. Like I, I don't want our children <laughs> to grow up being on their screens at dinner time. Yeah. I, I really want them to have real vibrant relationships with people. And especially here in South Africa, am I allowed to say that we're in South Africa? I mean, everybody knows okay. it already. Like, especially here in South Africa, it would be very, very easy for them to only live on their screens behind a gated fence and never, um, not only like have real friends, but like interact with the really nitty gritty uh, realities of society here. And um, I, I don't want that for them. I want, I want them to be um, active players with empathy and compassion and understanding of the world around them. And I know from um, watching my boys already and, you know, like stuff that I read about other kids as well, whether it's here in the States, that um, technology, specifically video games, is very addictive. And for our young children, if we... <laughs> You're going to come back to that, hey? I, I'm listening. For, for, for our young children um, who don't know always how to make the best choices yet, if we gave them the choice of, hey, let's go out and let's go do this or let's go meet our friends or whatever, or do you want to play video games? I'm telling you, 9.7 times out of 10, they're just going to take the video games and they're not going to know what they're missing. And so I, I want them... Like, we have to actively guide them towards a healthy use of technology um, so that they can become real people in a real world. Right. Yes, <laughs> for sure. But I also think that you've come a long way in me being able to convince you that part of them becoming whole people yeah. is through the interaction of the entertainment medium. Like back yeah. in the day, it's reading books. Or before that, it was listening to the radio shows. Yeah. Or uh, even before, like it's it's telling stories around a campfire. It's this interactive things like that, that give deeper meaning to life yeah. through the narrative storytelling that video games have. Some of them, sure. some, some video games, there's obviously no like... Redemptive value. <laughs> okay, that that's pushing it. Some, like... Like our kids playing Doom would probably be like <laughs> a bit beyond the pale as far as like little minds. <laughs> as far as like teaching them something constructive. Obviously, you could get something out of that. Like demons are bad, fighting demons are, is good, and or nightmares and sleepless nights. Yes, yeah. So that a typical child issue. But but then I know that just like there's video games that I played growing up that one not only taught me to have a richer understanding of the world, similar in the way that like Lord of the Rings did for me in the book and movies mm -hmm. like video games had that kind of impact on me but then also they were all they they were societal conversation pieces like yeah. the the reason that I'm able to bond with several of the people that I interact with in South Africa is because we actually grew up on the same entertainment yeah like I can't tell you how many times I bring up a movie or a TV show, or a piece of music that I remember fondly from my childhood, mm. and Tank's like, yes. And I'm like, how the heck do you know this piece of obscure reference that I'm bringing out right now? And it's like, it, it's one, like it can create richness, but then also at the same time, there's this bonding aspect that helps them connect to the fellow peers. Yeah, no, I, okay, I, I agree. And I have to say, like, if I weren't married to you and I was married to somebody who's more like me, which is like... Thank God that didn't happen. <laughs> like, I, I, I had video games when I was young, but, like, it was not... The weak, puny stuff. Yeah, it was the weak, puny stuff. And, like, I only ever... Like, even if I had, like, a... Like, I remember getting my Nintendo 64. I had a total of, like three games that I could play on it. Like, it wasn't like I amassed this collection of 
different genres of games and whatever that I could learn to play. Sure. It was like I played Pokemon Snap and that was it. <laughs> right. But then if you if you look at like how, how our kids are playing Super Mario right now. Yeah. They've beaten that game. That's awesome. They're continuing to replay it. But then they're also learning like the understanding of perseverance yes. in the difficult sections or the understanding of like actually being thorough and inspecting every area of the game to find those hidden freaking sure, moons. Sure. I, I'm not denying that there can be value in in video games. Like I we can pretty much find value in, in almost anything um, for our children. Right. Obviously that's age appropriate or whatever. But um, like I I wouldn't have so readily consigned to this value and maybe the, the actual depth of the value if I weren't married to you because it's not something that I personally um, have experience with or understand. Yes. So, but also like, I do think that part of my children, our children, your, your children. children, whatever, <laughs> like part of- Wait, how do property rights work with children? Like, um, I don't know. Cause we're not like trying to divide the share. So it's no, not like a- No. I, and I don't think anybody wants to say, like, they're all mine. You need somebody to help you with them. <laughs> so, I don't know. But, like, I think... Um, oh, you made me lose my train of Sorry. thought. No, okay. Oh, yeah. So, I also wouldn't have understood that part of them becoming a whole person, especially, like, in 2018 and beyond, means that they have to understand how to navigate technology appropriately. Like in my mind, if I were like a single parent raising them on my own without the input of you, I would have been like, let's let's just like learn how to type on a computer so that one day you can write papers and get a job or whatever. Um, like that would have been it. And then otherwise, like let's go hiking, let's be outside, let's let's do other things and not spend our time on this. But you're right when you told me that like in, they're not going to know how to interact in society if they don't know how to use technology. Um, and so then for us, our responsibility is to teach them how to do that responsibly and healthily and wisely. Wisely, and, yeah, and, and with discernment. Right. <laughs> yeah, in a way that actually promotes normal human engagement. Because the whole goal behind, I think, us raising kids, which I don't, I don't think, like we've talked about before, but like, but like the goal is to produce like good members of society who can contribute and like interact with their fellow human beings in an appropriate manner. Yeah. Right? Like we don't want to raise weirdos. Right. And we don't want to raise <laughs> we don't we don't want to raise like people who will end up like, you know, ready player one where like everybody just waits for the escape that they can get yeah. to in yeah. in their VR environment. But rather like that there's actual value in human interaction. And part of that is virtual. Yeah. Like, I, I have undeniable connection to people I've never met. Sure. Like you, That's fine. You, you think about Ashley. Like, yeah. Th like, I've never met that guy in person. Yeah. But at the same time, like, I don't know if I trust anybody online more than him. Sure. So. That's totally understandable. I think that, like, another aspect of it is that I just, I want to make sure that our children are not controlled by technology. I mean, in some ways we kind of are, like if you if you think about like, oh, I always need to know where my phone is or, um, you know, like how many times a day have I used Facebook or whatever like right, that. Right, but it's also like, where where am I, where's my hoe for digging the, the garden or where's my where's yeah. my garden hose or where's no, where's the oxen to, to pull the plow? It's a, it's an actual tool yeah, for engaging is. with life. It is, but that's exactly it. I want, I want them to use it as a tool I don't want that thing to be the master of their lives. I want them to be the master. Right. Of their so, lives. like, I mean, how many how many parents back in the day had to worry about like oxen addiction? <laughs> um, I'm I'm guessing very few. Okay. But what if the oxen had a screen? A screen? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with this. Um, I, I don't think oxen have the addictive qualities that screen time does. <laughs> okay, but is the, is the screen time addictive or are we just failing as parents when we let them like find more enjoyment in those things? My understanding is that it's both. Okay. Like from what from what I read and like I'm certainly not a scholar on this or anything like that, but from what I read, like there are um, 
addictive qualities to gaming and screen time because of the reward aspect yes, of it. Yes, the reward aspect of it. Yeah, and like in that feeling of like I've accomplished something. Even right? though you've actually accomplished nothing. You've just been like this yeah. the entire time. Like but that's the thing but the thing is like you have accomplished something. Like if you've made it to the next level or if you've earned the new what 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 or whatever. Sure. Like you have accomplished something. But um you know like compared to like real life accomplishing things, like some of the stuff that we went through, like for instance getting to South Africa, moving your family overseas. I'm like, that's so many magnitudes of times harder than sitting down and accomplishing something on a path that somebody's already made for you. Okay. If that Fair. makes sense. Fair. Yeah. And I, but like, have, you, have you played some of the hardest games? That, have you ever played Dark Souls? <laughs> have you? Because I, I can't, don't even know what Exactly. That is. That's my whole point. How can you say it's harder when you don't even know what's out there? <laughs> We'll have Tank on here, and he'll tell you just okay. how hard Dark Souls is. Okay, he he's welcome to tell me. Like I'm. Doesn't matter if somebody else made it; they made it to crush your soul and spirit, <laughs> and make you feel like you can never beat it. Is that what it is? Like, is that why it's called that? It's not called it because of the content. It's called that because it makes you feel. It's so kind of both. Terrible. It's kind of both. It's both Dark Souls in the world, but then it also gives you a black hole inside your own sure. because of just the sheer amount of defeat that you suffer at the hands oh. of it shame that sounds that does sound um, frustrating um but but also like like there's okay like this is probably me naively speaking as somebody who doesn't play video games but like the stakes in video games they feel real okay oh, right which is what i'm saying you it's don't like, understand me mom oh my goodness like no uh, unless there's like some weird like psychological thing going on with like nobody's gonna die. Yeah. When you're playing that, um, I I understand that you can lose money playing video games by spending yeah. all of it <laughs> without wisdom. Um, but like you know, like I'm just thinking like some of the things that we've done in our lives, like, um, it was really serious stuff. It was really big choices that we had to make, and the stakes were high, and there was tons of stuff to be lost, um, and like that to me is just like so much more serious sure than sure like when when judah was born and like he's in the hospital and he can't can barely breathe if i had pulled yeah. out my phone and just started playing like final fantasy you would have been like <laughs> really <laughs> the crap you doing so yeah like i just like our kids need to know real endurance and real perseverance and real defeat yes and also real victory fair but are they real because we experience them like in a human way, or are they real because we perceive them that way? Uh, probably both. Because like certain things for me are not victories because like I'm just that's me. Like okay. beating everybody on a test mm -hmm. and being the fastest one to do it is like my default mode. Like sure. I I just do that. I'm like. I can't tell you how many times in university, I'm humble bragging right now, I can't tell you how many times in university, uh, like I, in, a, in a hall of like 400 people, I get up first and turn to my paper and walk out while everybody's just like, what the crap, how is he done first? And then I get a good grade. Anyways, that's not the point. But then like for you, uh -huh. for you to accomplish that exact same thing is like a struggle, uh, like a ton of investment an intentional effort. What are you saying? I'm saying you're slower than me. I'm not saying you're worse. Just slower. It's true. Anyways. Which is why I can laugh. But like, what makes that a victory? The fact that it happened or the fact that you gave the input for it? Okay, so listen. I understand that victory is... Uh, I'm hearing you. Is, is, ...is dependent upon the person and what their perceived victory is. For me... Um, as somebody who's never learned to enjoy the taste of alcohol, like going 28 years now, <laughs> never getting drunk is not a victory for me because like, I've just, I don't care. But for somebody who has an addiction to alcohol, who's struggling yeah. to come out of that, going a week without a drink, even a day without a drink might be a huge victory for them. So I acknowledge the difference, but listen, I'm coming to the point here. I'm okay. coming because right, I know you're thinking in your brain, but what about that 13 year old boy? I know. Just, just, 
who who's sitting there and he's he is accomplishing something that's a big deal to him. Like he He is, just raided the last boss of World of Warcraft. Exactly. It took him two years to get there. Oh my goodness. Yeah. What about that kid? Okay, so here's here's the difference. I want our children, I want every child, I want every person to not live their lives believing that like victory is just this um, or success is just this thing that touches their own life. Like success is something I believe that also affects those around us. Like my, my truest definition of success is not like, oh, I've accomplished something. It would be, I've accomplished something alongside this person or to the benefit of this person or whatever. And so like, is there a way that video games can factor into that in somebody's life? Yes, of course, you're actually proof of that. (laughs) But sitting there solitary, uh, like there nothing going on except for what's right there. Like it might be like a personal, um, like in, you know, like, victory of enjoyment or whatever or of like being able to like escapism escapism right like you might consider that a victory but unless it's um to the benefit of you and also somebody else like i don't really actually consider that victory so if they become competitive esports players on a team and like they all win the championship together maybe that counts but i just i know that like as people like i don't think that we're created to be these like solitary um things that like that win on their own like when you do something great you want to go tell somebody sure you want to let somebody sure. know we're cre- like we're created to be these like in relationship yeah. or beings. even if you don't you did it on the backs of giants who sure. made it possible for you to do that because sure. like wow i'm getting super deep in my own brain okay. uh like one of one of the things that i've noticed that a lot of people tend to do today is just like forget how good we really have it. Okay. Like the fact that you can even like, I, I just, I, I have people ringing in my head who say, no, I enjoy being alone. Like yeah. I don't need anybody else. But the reason that's true is because there's a power company and people mm-hmm. have dug like, like all of the, the plumbing that you need for your house. Like yeah. the fact that you have internet provided for you, like your, your society has allowed you to live this life, which yeah. is why you feel that way. If yeah. everything else collapses, like, you, it's gone. Like you're 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 stuck needing the dependency of other people, even if you don't personally feel it. Yeah. No. Like there's definitely a difference between like uh, being an introvert, for instance, or being. No, no, no. I know people who like want to be loners. No, like, no. I understand. Uh, yeah. I but I no. I'm I'm agreeing with you. Like okay. I'm saying like it totally makes sense that like we're created to be like in community and for people different people that's gonna look different like not everybody is like i want to be around people 24 hours a day 100 percent of the time always in conversation or anything like that like we're created to be in community and to work with each other um but like some of us still like we recharge on our alone time but that doesn't mean that we can exist that we can like if I had nobody else, I, I, I think, wouldn't even be able I th- to make I don't, it. I don't think you understand what, where I'm coming from because okay. I don't think you have ever, like, uh, connected with those sort of people. Okay. Like, like so, you're, you're, so, you're usually the, the bubbly personality that, like, talks with everybody and tries to get them out of your, <laughs> their shell. Like, I'm talking about the people that won't even be around for you to do that to them <laughs> and engage with them. Like, the fact, like, being in high school and it's just like, they're there because they're legally obligated to be there. Yeah. But other than that, they literally want nothing else to do with people. Yeah. Or the people who are on the internet and that's like, that's where they live and abide and do everything. And they choose to do that because they don't want to go out. They have everything delivered. They like (laughs) completely ignoring personal interaction, which I don't think you know anybody like that. No. Yeah. And I don't think you've interacted with people like that because they wouldn't choose to interact with you. Yeah. Whereas I, I, I've, I'd be scary. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. So I, I think I have more than that. But I like I think one of the things that's always going to come out in this podcast is I like to preface the other side of the argument. Like you were making one point and I was making a point for the other side just yeah. so that there's like people who listen aren't like... Hey, you didn't talk about this one thing because I like I try to see things from all sides. Yeah. And if I yeah, 
I can do that. That's totally fine. Anyways, I'm not trying to argue with you. I don't even know why I got that deep. That's okay. Yeah. No worries. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think we went really deep really fast. Um, so can we like backtrack and like sure. give origin story? Like we, we went to the superhero power without actually telling like Uncle Ben dying. Oh. Like you can't have a Spider-Man movie. From Spider-Man. Yes. I knew yes. it. <laughs> you can't have a Spider-Man movie if Uncle Ben doesn't die. Or you can't have a Batman movie if his parents don't get shot. Okay. Like it's required. All right. So we need to, we need to give background about who we are now that we're 35 minutes into the podcast. We okay. have to actually go back to the beginning. Okay. So uh, we met at the University of Florida. Yeah. Our freshman year of college. Yes. Go Gators. There we go. And what did you think of me at first? I thought that I couldn't get far enough away from you. <laughs> right, because I was an absolute sheer turd. You were. Of magnitudal proportions. You were really obnoxious. I, I think that's putting it lightly. Yeah. Yes. But I, you know that I'm a soft-spoken person, so that's saying a lot <laughs> coming from me. Yes. So <laughs> we met on the, not, not the best terms, um, and that's how our relationship was for, for quite some time. We ended up getting married. We uh, did. Yes, after I found Jesus and I, I came to faith uh, without Sydney's help. She wasn't there. Um, <laughs> so let's, let's, not, let's not get that story in our head that I, I became a Christian for my wife because I didn't. All right? Let's not. Yeah. Well, I've had that been told to me. So in fact, I wouldn't date you because I thought that maybe that's what was going on. Right. So I'm, yeah, we, we've, we've, she was just like, mm -mm, mm -mm. you, you just, you just, you're trying to get the goods. <laughs> you're trying to loot the goods right now. <laughs> not letting you in. But, uh, yeah. So there, there was a marked change in my life, my sophomore year of university. And then we, um, started dating soon after, which was nice. <laughs> it was a lovely time. And then two months after we started dating, we got engaged. And then two months after we got engaged, we actually got married. Why did we move so fast? I don't know. Okay. I, I think we can preface it by saying neither of us regrets it, right. but both of us recognize that it was a dumb move. It wasn't. It wasn't an easy move. That was, that's for sure. Yes. It wasn't easy. And I think that like, we, I just feel like, if I can just be very blunt, I feel like God's been very gracious to us. Because not everybody makes that kind of move and ends up still married. Yeah, no, there's years later. There, there's there's definitely a reason why people don't get married young. It makes sense. Yeah, like especially now being 28 and looking back at my 19 year old newlywed man child that I was, she's <laughs> like, wow, wow, you pathetic baby man. Like really, some of the issues that you're struggling with right now, like shut up, stop, grow up, deal with it, and move on. Yeah. And I think we were both kind of in that position. But you don't recognize it at the time. It's no. the it's no, the uh, it's the myopic nature of your own ineptitude. Very well put. Thank you. <laughs> so, we got married. Uh that that was way back in 2010. Yes. I was 19, you were the ripe old age of 20. Yeah. She's older than me, in case anybody didn't Only catch that. Only by six months. It counts. It counts. I married an older woman, so that's, okay. I claim that victory right there. Um, so we got married 2010, and we clearly stayed married, so that we're coming up on nine years in just a few months. Yeah. Isn't it supposed to be a victory if you marry a younger woman as a man? Uh, only if you're really old. Okay. So when you're young, it's like good to marry an older woman. Yeah. Okay. For, for the experience. Oh. Yes, you're more experienced in life. <laughs> okay. And then when, when you're older, you're the experienced one, so you want something that's fresh is the idea. Oh. I feel like if I was 60, I'd be like, <laughs> I don't want to raise another boy. <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think, I think that's probably why you don't see as many sugar mamas out there. And it's yeah. mostly just like sugar daddies. <laughs> We're gonna like, we ain't got time for this. <laughs> Jeez. Okay, well, moving on from that, I, just so you know, I'm not looking for an older woman right now, and I'm no, not looking for a, a younger woman. Good to know. Okay, I'm content with my, my woman. Wonderful. Right, I'm a man of one wife. Great. Okay, uh, so we, we've clearly stayed married over the, the past nine years, but through that, uh, so we stayed in university. We weren't those like, hey, we're getting married and dropping out. We tried. That's it didn't work. That's a different story. Okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> we, we, we tried to move on to Bible college, and then we were swiftly told that we were being idiots and that getting an actual degree might be good for your career eventually. Yes. So we did. We did. We completed full degrees at the University of Florida, but not before we had uh, one son. So that was our junior year that we had. He was like a year, a year old when we graduated from university. Yeah. Yeah. Just over a year old. Yeah. Okay. Because I graduated a little bit early and... You, you graduated a semester early. Yeah. yeah, and then you did the rest of yours online. Yeah, I did my last semester remote so, Yeah, because we moved away from Gainesville. Yeah, so but we, that worked out. Yeah, so I mean, that's basically the story of our entire marriage and our entire life together is, well, that worked out. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> like, and finding new challenges and things to overcome and just being like, oh, hey, look, we made it through that. Yeah, and sometimes looking back and trying to think, like, how did we do that? Like, that seems really hard right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and trying to pull from those experiences to enter into the current ones. Yeah. Like, everything really typically is okay when we just kind of live our lives. And we, like, we, we don't passively engage in our life, which is, like, you can't if you're getting married at 19, having a kid at 20. Yeah while being in university, while also working and trying to make it all work. You can't passively let that happen. Like there, there has to be intentional decisions and compromises and sacrifices that have to be made in that environment to actually... Not end up not together. Yeah, yeah. Because like I don't think our story is one that we're like, we're a better couple than anybody else who gets married young. We were just like fortunate to be put in a community of older married couples who are just like, yeah, we've been idiots before. Hey, come be idiots with us and we'll walk you through it. Yeah. Which I, I think that's probably the spirit of this podcast is just like, we have been through a lot in our nine years of marriage. Yeah. We've been through a lot in the past decade together, like just a crap ton of stuff. And even if we're not the wisest or the most knowledgeable about things, like we do have life experience that goes beyond our years. Yes. And still gaining. Still gaining weight? Mm, well. Are you telling me I need to lose weight? No. Is I'm, this where it comes out on the first episode of the podcast? You're telling me I'm getting fat? I'm saying that we're still gaining experience and wisdom because even this, getting here, we've not arrived anywhere. Here to the we've podcast? Only, no, getting to where we are at our lives right now. Like, we've not arrived anywhere. We, we might have felt at one point like, oh, we've arrived. But then we were like, oh, no, 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 this is just another part of the journey. Like, it's yeah. another door opened. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's, like, there's so many parallels and, like, metaphors or analogies. That's what I'm looking for. Okay. It, uh, to content creation of just, like, you set these milestones and ideas and things that you're trying to strive for and achieve. And then, like, if you can't reach them, it's just, like, that's the ultimate thing. But if you can reach them and you do, you're just like, oh, that wasn't as satisfying as I thought it would be. Yeah, yeah. No, not like I. I don't want to say that things in our life haven't been satisfying, but I think that like it, like you know, like when you're doing something for the first time, you don't ever really have a grasp of what amount of energy, maybe what kind of energy, um, or maybe like just kind of the natural, like the laws surrounding whatever you're trying to accomplish like you don't know what those things are there's so many unknowns um and then like when you finally get there like sometimes you're like oh that wasn't as bad as i thought it would be but we've also had experiences where i'm like oh my goodness if you had told me it was going to be like this i wouldn't have done it mm. <laughs> um and so i don't want to which say quick question yeah. keep, keep your train of thought um, like parking in the bay oh i'm trying okay <laughs> <laughs> what, were you physically moving a train in your brain? No, it just it goes quickly because I can't multitask. Okay, <laughs> I, I'm curious. What is your perspective on uh, my transition to becoming a YouTuber and like what we've accomplished here? Is it the, huh, like well that wasn't so bad, or wow if I knew this is what was going to be at the start, it's just it wasn't worth the effort to get here in the first place. Huh. That is a loaded question. Hmm. Tell me what you think. I actually, when I think about it, I feel like you are so at the beginning of everything that I can't even answer. 
You know, I feel like that too, even though I've been doing it for three years. Right, right. Because I, I think that, okay, I, this started out as a hobby. I wasn't sure how long it was going to last. I wasn't sure. Because I wasn't very, like, thorough on the things that I tended to do before this. Like, I would start and stop things quite regularly. Well, not just because of that. Like, really, not not even that. The fact that we were living in a foreign country, you already had full-time work, I already had full-time work, we had two kids, one who we were homeschooling. Like, not a, not a, not like a personality flaw, not being able to finish things, but more of like a... Okay, because that was my perspective. Oh, okay. Not mine. I, See, I'm projecting my, my insecurities yeah, on you. Yeah, you are, so okay. stop that. Okay, sorry. <laughs> so, like... I, I just wasn't sure that you were going to find the fruits of your labor to be worth the labor that it was taking. Sure, because you put in like full-time effort to get like 30 cents. Right, and you that that's literally what happened. And not many people, for many things, are going to go at that for so long, um, hoping beyond hope <laughs> that something's going to happen. So I think that, um, like now from where I'm at, like, um, your, I feel like the fruits are very worth your labor. Like I'm, I'm super happy with how successful you are, um, and how I benefit from that success. Um, but then also like, I feel like with everything that you've built in such a small amount of time, that means that there's so much more potential still. Okay. And therefore you're just at the very teeny weeny baby beginning. And so like, that's fair. I feel like we haven't really faced even a small portion of what struggles really happen in this sort of business, which I'm also a bit naive about those as well. So like, I might not know what exactly there is to face, but I think I have an idea. Okay. And um, we haven't even like hit that yet, mm. I don't think. Okay. Is that adequate? What, I mean, what struggles do you have like perceived in your mind that like we could go through, uh, or I, think, I could go I through? I think if I tell you, I'm gonna sound really vain. I'm listening. Give me your yeah, vanity. Yeah, they're gonna judge me too. <laughs> they judge me all the freaking time. Like, do you know how much I put myself out there as an awkward person? And it it just finally came from the place of like, this is who I am. If you judge me, uh, like, unless I really need to change, I, I don't care about your judgment. Yeah, okay, so... You have to learn that on the first episode of the mm. podcast. That their opinions, while important, often don't matter. Okay. <laughs> Even though I love them very much. Sure. Please don't turn off the podcast. Okay, I think that you have a lot of potential. <gasps> like, a, a really lot of potential. Um, potential that I didn't even know that you had. Oh, until you, No, I, I just mean, like, I didn't... I, Shots this, fired. This whole thing was nowhere on my radar ever. <laughs> until like you started doing it so like I don't know like for, okay to, to go to an extreme just because you've put me on the spot okay like you know that guy um the one with the mustache Dr. Disrespect. I really don't <laughs> enjoy <laughs> okay. this podcast it's twitch stream yes what yeah, yeah sorry see, yeah. see I don't even know so I'm just not a fan sure but anyways that doesn't matter what what I'm talking about is like the struggle that you've told me that he's gone through in his marriage. If we have to go through that to make this successful, it is not worth it. And sure. I don't want to do it. Sure. Like I, I would, I, I want to break all your stuff now. Just yeah. For, about for, it. for anybody who's listening, like I'm getting ice daggers from my wife. Like, I don't think there's ever been a hint of like adultery coming through our marriage, but I think like I'm being treated as if I'm capable. Okay, so but like that's but that's the thing about this, right? It's sure. like if you make money, any profession, if you make money, if people look up to you, if there's women without respect. Oh, well, his name was Doctor Disrespect. Around, so then like problems. Yeah, sure. Like, the money, the... I mean, that's not vain, not wanting... Okay, but, but I, I, I didn't know if it would sound vain in, like, the, like... You want to keep your man to yourself, and every no, other woman better not, have that hands off, because he's a hot item. Not like that, because, like, because... Okay, this is gonna...
I'm, I'm listening. Because uh, you're not there yet. <laughs> oh, 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 the crushing blow. Oh. I didn't want to put it that way. I don't know how else to put it. You're I don't, have, me. I don't have to worry about you cheating. You're not, you're not successful for no, that. No, that's not what I mean. What I mean is, what I mean is, that's why I prefaced it with you have lots of potential. I know okay. that you do. Okay. And that's why I'm vain enough to think forward to this time because I believe in you. Thank you. You're welcome. But like, okay, so I know that you're not the same genre as the guy with the stash, but like, like even the most, like I'm sure Bill Gates has women hitting on him all the time because he has money, right? Sure. Like he's old. <laughs> kind of decrepit, kind of nerdy. Exactly, like not, not like, like if a woman hits on him, he probably like pulls out his fanny pack and gives them like his card to call his lawyer. Something like that. And but it's just the way that it is. And, sure. Um. And and like not like I don't want to make this sound like it's all like about women. Like just like people, people perceiving that they have an audience that respects them. Yeah. You know, and like it, like you're even you like not in a bad way. But this experience has changed you sure. in many ways. And like... A lot of them for the better. Can, yes. can, we, can we just get that copy yes, out there right yes. now? Like not... So, I mean, some challenges and some some really great stuff. A, a mix of the two. Oh, man. The but dismissal. No. I, I'm just saying that like it's, it's a... You're... The person doing this is changing. Sure. Change is hard. Yeah. And then there's another person in the relationship who has to navigate that with you. Who is also changing. Who is also changing. And growing and yes, adapting. Exactly. Um, because you've been doing this and, and other things, like because we're here with the church. And then I've also been working full time with that and growing professionally in that sense as well. And we're just different than mm -hmm. when we started out. And um, Not to mention the fact that we're just different people. Any anyways right you mean you and i yeah yes we are we're super on way on the other ends of the spectrum from each other on a lot of things yeah and so my only point is that's really challenging and there are there are some challenges that could come up that would make me say this isn't worth it sure i don't Fair. don't want anything to do with it what if one of those challenges is i get my tesla and the autopilot goes haywire, uh -huh. and I crash it. Was that worth it? Because <laughs> that's the future I'm imagining right now. I I don't know. <laughs> You're supposed to say yes, it was worth it. A Tesla is worth it. No, no, of course it's not. But I don't think that I could. Anyways, th that that question is neither here nor there for me. Okay, you were you were on a you're on a point. Yeah, and oh. I've been trying to think of what it was and I'm the train it stopped and there you go. Okay. Well, you you were talking about how I'm on the beginning path. Yeah. We're like there's pitfalls that could obviously come. Mhm. Mm and we're trying to navigate that as we're a married couple, mm -hmm. trying to navigate our married lives while also navigating this aspect of providing content and navigating your professional life, which is also dealing with people and dealing with them and working with them and helping to grow them. Yeah. So we're in a unique position. Yeah, definitely. We're off the trail, as some would say. I, we need a jingle. No. But I can't hire Reese for that. I was going to say, didn't you fail on the other jingle? No, so I did like... not fail. I did not. Reese failed and he got fired multiple times on camera for that. Oh, are you going to fire me? Are you the jingle maker? I don't know. I Between the safe. two of us, probably. Yes. Yeah, that's true. I won't give you that responsibility. Thank I think you. we could give that to somebody who, who's in the audience. If, if you have any at all musical ability that's better than Reese's commitment to it, please uh, hit us up for a jingle for yeah, Off the Trail. That sounds good. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, so with the train, um, train of thought... You parked it. Yeah, sorry. Very vigorously, and yeah. it must have just, yeah. it just disappeared. We went off the trail on another topic, okay. and that's where you. I mean, me. I I think that's also why the the name of the the podcast is fitting, just because people know what they'll get. They won't <laughs> get cohesion. They won't get. Uh, I mean, we want to be prepared, and we would want to bring topics to discuss, but sure. at the same time, going down little rabbit holes of non sequiturs is just kind of me 
it, it's kind of life. Yeah. So why why avoid it? Let's flesh them out. Let's try to work through it. And if we don't get to the topic, oh no, so be it. We'll save it for another day. Yes. Okay. So we got married. We graduated with honors, by the way, both of us. Just hashtag humble brag again. Uh, from the what university. What was your degree in, sir? Uh, shush. World religions. Okay. So tell us what that means. Uh, that means that uh, I got to go through. So while it sounds very boring, it's actually a mixture of like so many different other degrees all in one. Like there's anthropology, there's history, there's um, social sciences, there's, I mean, language translation, there's. Yeah. Um, like literature. Studying. Yeah, literature, like lit. Um, English writing, like mm. for, I had to write a butt ton of papers. You had to read philosophy. A butt ton. Philosophy. I took like sixteen philosophy courses. It's crazy. Yeah. Like it, it's this roundabout mixture of every single type of humanitarian discipline mm. rolled into one and focused on a specific aspect that kind of incorporates everybody's life for the most part. Like even if you're an atheist or an agnostic, religion plays a role in your life. Yeah. And that that's like world the 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 world religion degree was not about like learning how to practice religions but rather yeah. how to understand them how to philosophize about them how to understand the anthropological roots the cultural history roots the where did this stem from what similarities do they share like the difference between the enuma elish and the pentateuch of the old testament like freaking learning all that was yeah yeah Another child phone call. You uh, so you you tell us about your degree, degree while I okay. deal with the child. So my degree Hello, was in zoology, um, which is Hello. basically a degree in biology or like yeah, evolutionary okay. biology. It has, in my case, right, nothing to do with working at a zoo, because um, that was never a desire of mine, but rather Bye. like a study of the fossil record. Um, and understanding um, how evolution works. So that was my degree at the University of Florida. Did you mention the fact that you worked in a genetics lab? No. Okay. I worked in a genetics lab. Yeah. <laughs> you worked in a genetics lab and you like studied the historical anthropological roots of like the original ancestors. Yeah, it was this interesting project where they um, went and swabbed people's saliva. <laughs> For um, DNA. For DNA. Let's not get weird here. It yeah. wasn't like some sort of like cloning experiment. No, no, no. Okay. No. Uh, from like different parts of the Middle East and Northern Africa and then looked at the mitochondrial DNA to see like how people spread throughout the region. Um, that's the super duper basic portion of it, but it was kind of cool to work on. So that's all. Yeah. Okay. So we graduated. Then we both started pursuing our careers. You became a lactation consultant. I was going to say consultation, and that didn't okay. make it. That's why it sounded weird. Okay, so sorry, can I just. Go ahead. Is everything okay with the child who called? Yeah, no, phone? they're just waiting on you to return to the house. Oh, that's okay. And, and, and before anybody starts thinking that we left our kids alone, like the office is attached to the house. So we yeah. just, like, it's. It, they're, they're, yeah. They're, they're within walking distance. Yes. So. Yeah. But I, I think I left my phone with them, and that's a novel thing. So they're experimenting with using it. Yeah, to I think call they've made you. phone calls before. No. <laughs> so during the first podcast, see, as we're talking about their use of technology, they're abusing it. There we go. Yeah. Perfect opportunity for it. Um, yeah, the kids are fine. Got our degree. I'm so much. My, my train got derailed. Where are um, we? Talking about. Yeah, you're a lactation consultant. I started pursuing ministry. I was working in the children and youth ministries at a couple of churches and then we got the call literal call to move to south africa as missionaries to work with the local church here in pretoria you mean a phone call like a little literal phone call yes yes because okay. like a lot of people can talk about the call of god which like it was that but it was also a literal like phone call yeah. from south africa somebody was phoning me with the south african number yeah saying will we come work at our church yeah anyways so we pursued that for two years um in the midst of our second son, like I mentioned earlier in the podcast, having medical issues, he he was born not breathing. His APGAR score was like I think that's a whole story in another. Anyways, <laughs> yes. So we went through trials and tribulations, and basically the worst things that you could possibly think you could go through as a parent, beside short of losing the child. Yeah. With him. Yeah. All the while trying to figure out how are we going to move to South Africa, and then we made it, and now we're here. Yeah. For the past three and a half years almost. Yeah. 
I think, um, yeah, we, we can. That was a really challenging season. Yeah. It, like, it, I, it I just gave you two years time. of our life in, like, 30 seconds. Like, so. I can't think back to that season without, like, putting a frown on my face because it was really hard. Well, you have the most beautiful smile right now. So, mm. I don't believe you. <laughs> well, we're coming up to the one-hour mark. I think that's going to be enough for the first podcast of Off the Trail. I, I enjoyed it. Like, I think we have a good start here, a good foundation. And yeah. And we can figure out how to improve going forward. I do too. So if any of you who are listening out there have some constructive feedback you want to throw our way, be sure to do that. Send me an email, ufdisciplemedia at jamal.com, and I'll, I'll listen, read it. I have constructive feedback. Okay. I really want to be able to take live callers and then be like, hi. Live callers. This is Joe from Seattle. I just wanted to say... Like, can we not have that? <laughs> I, I suppose we could probably work that in at some point. We could have okay. actual phonings uh, to, to help drive the discussion forward. I would love that. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening to the first episode of Off the Trail. We will be back next week with another episode. We don't have a schedule figured out yet, but we will make sure that we update you when that happens. Yeah. So, cheers. <laughs> you can't laugh as a goodbye. You have to actually say goodbye. Bye. Okay.